0: I was recently asked by a client to dedicate a portion of my signature keynote to helping those who are neurodivergent become more comfortable with networking. You know, I've always dedicated a portion of my talk to introverts, in introversion and helping those on that introverted side of the ambivert spectrum feel comfortable and empowered in networking situations and to be honest, I was a little embarrassed that I hadn't incorporated neurodiversity into my talk before being asked. Welcome to episode 178 of This Shit Works, a podcast dedicated to all things networking, relationship building, and business development. I'm your host, Julie Brown, speaker, author, and networking coach. And today I am discussing networking tips for the neurodivergent and how we can begin to make more neurodivergent-friendly events. Welcome to This Shit Works, your weekly no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and way more success with your host, Julie Brown. Here we go. Let's first start by defining what neurodivergence is. So neurodivergent is a non-medical term that describes people whose brains develop or work differently for some reason. This means the person has different strengths and struggles from people whose brains develop or work more typically. Neurodivergent isn't a medical term. Instead, it's a way to describe people using words other than normal and abnormal. The word for people who aren't neurodivergent is neurotypical. That means their strengths and challenges aren't affected by any kind of difference that changes how their brains work. The term neurodivergent came from the related term neurodiversity. Judy Singer, an Australian sociologist, coned the word neurodiversity in 1998 to recognize that everyone's brains develop in a unique way. Examples of neurodivergence include conditions such as autism spectrum disorder or other neurological or developmental conditions such as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, dyslexia, dyscalculia, dysgraphia, or Down syndrome. So if you're neurotypical and you find networking events anxiety-inducing, just imagine how it must be for people who are neurodivergent. For the first part of this episode, I'm going to focus on networking tips for those who are neurodivergent. I can't remember where I heard this, and I'm not going to remember the quote 100%, but it was something like, research is the key to spontaneous conversation. Or was it practice is the key? I honestly can't remember, but the basic idea stuck with me, that if we want to have spontaneous conversations, we need to prepare for them. We need to know what questions to ask. We need to read articles or listen to podcasts or do something every day where we get a dose of what is happening in the world so we can talk about it in a timely manner. I really wish I could remember that quote because they said it better than I'm saying it right now. But I'll draw a parallel. When I was doing business development in the construction industry, I would spend part of my morning commute listening to sports radio and the other part of my commute listening to Howard Stern. That way. When I got to the golf course or the networking event or even just walking through the office, I had two things I could talk about with the guys each morning. I remember one specific morning I was headed to a golf tournament and on the way I was listening to Howard Stern interview Arnold Schwarzenegger and it was fascinating. So I get to the course, I'm golfing with these three guys that day and when I walked up to the golf cart, they were all talking about it. And I just jumped right into the conversation. And I remember one of them was like, you listen to Howard Stern? I'm like, why wouldn't I listen to Howard Stern? Like, number one, I think he's a great interviewer. And I also kind of have that, you know, sort of sense of humor anyways. But anyways, that's just an example. You know, another tip for people who are neurodivergent is ask really great questions. My friend Nicole, who's been on this podcast, says the person who asks the questions is the person who controls the conversation. And this is why I have my download, 10 Questions to Ask Instead of What Do You Do? Because asking interesting questions is the way for you to get other people talking. And then you can learn about them and you can find all of the things you have in common, all of those shared interests. And it makes having that conversation easier for you when it otherwise might not be. I'll put a link to that download in the show notes. Another tip, be yourself. You know, I love the quote, be yourself, everybody else is already taken. You are the best at being you. And no one is more you than you. Which is why I also created the list yourself approach. The activity in which you write down 10 things that make you you without mentioning what you do for a living. So do that. Write that list. Spend some time rediscovering who you are and all the experience you have and how much you actually do have to talk about and all the ways you can connect with people that you probably haven't even realized. Another tip, have a wing person. Have someone you know who can attend events with you to help make introductions for you to help ease with the flow of conversation. And speaking of wing people, another tip is to ask for strategic introductions. Ask people in your network to connect you to people they know. These kinds of warm introductions make networking so much easier for everyone. Okay, so now that we've given a few tips for our neurodivergent listeners, how can we, as neurotypicals, create events that are more welcoming to those who are neurodivergent? Well, we can start by communicating information about the event clearly including things like the agenda, the event's start and finish times, transportation or parking around the event, accessibility to and within the venue. When it comes to your event communication, use visuals. Neurodiverse individuals may find it easier to digest visual information such as images, videos, and infographics rather than text-heavy documents. Provide a quiet area for people to take a break from the noise and stimulation of the event. Um, And speaking of stimulation, be mindful of sensory triggers. If you have an event app, make sure it is updated with all the event information regularly. And maybe even have event volunteers available to help your neurodiverse attendees navigate the event. There's lots more we can do, including offering different seating options, providing different meal options, using plain language in our descriptions. There are lots of things to consider when putting together an event that will welcome each and every attendee. And I get it, it's no small feat, but we need to start thinking about the experience that each and every attendee has at our events. Networking events are way too important a tool to have them be alienating to anyone. Okay. On to the drink of the week, which <laughs> I did my normal search, which entails putting the topic of the episode plus the word cocktail into the search bar to see what happens. What was interesting is the search led me to a webinar called Cocktails and Spirits in ADHD, Embracing Neurodiversity Behind the Bar, which was rather interesting but didn't lead to any actual cocktails. So I did more searching and I just couldn't find something that worked. So for today, I'm sharing a cocktail for the season. Actually, honestly, it could be for year round, but the color goes so well with the holiday season. So this week, we are highlighting the pomegranate Aperol Spritz. Here's what you're going to need. Three ounces of Aperol, one to two ounces of pomegranate juice, four ounces of Prosecco, a splash of seltzer, an orange wedge. And if you want, you know, those little pomegranate little seeds, I think they're called arils. Um, if you want some of those for garnish, that's optional. Fill a glass with ice. Combine the Aperol and pomegranate juice and stir, pour in the Prosecco, finish with a splash of seltzer, and add that orange wedge and those little pomegranate things if you want. All right, friends, that's all for this week. If you like what you heard today, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. Also, please remember to share the podcast to help it reach a larger audience. If you want more Julie Brown, you can find my book This Shit Works on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. You can find me on LinkedIn at JulieBrownBD. Just let me know where you found me when you reach out. I am Brown underscore BD on the Instagram, or you can just pop on over to my website, JulieBrownBD.com. Until next week. Cheers. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen.